Okay, uh, welcome back. We're, we'll start in a minute, but I forgot to mention um, I'll, I will be doing an online course starting next week uh, on the book, How to Be an Adult in Love, Letting Love In Safely and Showing It Recklessly. And it's very inexpensive to join. And if you want, if you are interested, you go to Shambhala.com and right on that first page, it shows you the online course. You can get information about it. My own website is DaveRico.com. Um, I gave a 12-week class on relationships, which is on CDs. That's in the back. And if you're interested, I have it in the CD format or MP3s. Uh, okay, I think that's it on the announcements. Oh, a couple of people asked about the poems. The one by Emily Dickinson is called A Loss of Something. And the one by George Herbert is called Love. Also, during the break, someone asked a question. Uh, she said whenever she did well, her parents uh, gave her approval, and that seemed like the kind of love that they could give. So, of course, we're going to notice that approval is not the same as the sense of being deeply loved. And you will know that you're deeply loved because it will feel good all over and it'll keep feeling good because it has, it has awakened this oxytocin response in your brain, the, the, the response of relatedness, of closeness. And it keeps feeling good. And when you remember it, it feels good. So um, that would be very different from approval. Because with approval, the, it, the approval is conditional. It's conditional upon what you do. I'm thinking of this quotation by Alice Miller in her book, um, The Drama of the Gifted Child. The love I gained with so much uphill effort from my parents was not meant for me at all but for the me I created to please them. So it's uh, Alice Miller. And it's um, the love I gained with so much uphill effort from my parents was not meant for me at all, but for the me I created to please them. So that's the approval and love includes approval, but doesn't take the place of it. So if this is what they were giving, if this is as, as loving as they could be, then they were somehow disabled when it came to showing the kind of love that humans can show to each other. That would be the, the, the sense of being deeply cared about, held, um, that you really mean something more than just an obligation. What about the lack of approval? Beg your pardon? The lack of approval. 
Uh, she is. She says sometimes there's even a lack of approval, no matter what you do. So that would be a woe-be-gone state <laughs> to be in. Okay, there was a couple of leftover questions. Okay, right here with the glasses, and then at the end of the yeah. No, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and then. Yeah, so I, I was hoping you could comment on something that seemed like a, a bit of a slippery slope. You know, we're yeah. talking about living in the here and now. And certainly it's important to honor how we felt loved as a child. But I, I wonder, if we honor that too much, are we not kind of staying stuck in our interpretations and decisions that we made at that time that didn't even necessarily reflect reality, but rather our experience? And that's, that's not happening now. That's not what's true for us. Part of developing, like a, shall we say, developmental task of adulthood is to expand all the horizons so that the way you felt love initially will not be the way it's given to you now. Um, I had an interesting kind of funny example of this because I mentioned to my sister, I said, um, I don't have anybody who makes a fuss over me and holds me the way grandma did. She said, David, in this day and age, you can't expect people to act like little old Italian ladies from 1949. <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? And I thought, she's right. I have to let go of that. The idea, oh, they're all going to make a fuss, my aunt, my grandmother and my aunts, and they're all going to cherish me and hold me. And, and uh, it's nice if it does happen for a moment here or there, but I can't expect it the way to come the way it used to. So part of becoming an adult is changing the dividend that you will find acceptable just as we did with the banks. They used to give, they used to give 3%, now they give less than 1%. We reconciled ourselves to that. That's the idea. You can always ask for more, but you, um, you realize what the limitations are. Even this we would hold with compassion Compassionate toward all those in our lives who, who just can't uh, hold us in this deeply loving way because of all the interferences that have happened in the course of their life. Everyone has the capacity, but sometimes the capacity has been damaged through abuse, neglect, and all the other um, strange and terrible things that can happen in the course of our story. Yes? Hi. Um, Hi. I wanted you to expound on a concept that I really wrestle with. It's, it's, you've mentioned the fear of closeness, and yeah. it just seems so antithetical to my intellectual, I'm not afraid of closeness. I want closeness. I want love. But I have had feedback from others that have said that that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so uh, she's bringing up the idea of fear, that some of us have a fear of being loved. in a truly close way. Uh, some might fear because it seems like when someone holds you with these five A's, you might be engulfed by them and thereby lose your own freedom and independence. You could have that. The fear of being loved could feel like, well, um, I better not let people get too close because they will take over, they will control me. I might be afraid of being loved because being loved means that somehow I'm vulnerable because if I get, if I respond, then uh, I put myself at risk if you turn around later and somehow hurt me or break the trust. I could be afraid of being loved because it has such intense authenticity. It requires me to be present in such an authentic way. I can't play my little games anymore. I can't perform my tricks. I can't be the showman. I have to be real. It'll feel like that when you're being loved. And that too could be scary because the authenticity uh, is just too much to handle or offer. So most of us have, it's a rare person who doesn't have some fear of closeness with other humans in some way. Obviously, we have to maintain our boundaries. So our subtitle of the book is, you know, let love in safely, but show it recklessly, show it all over the place, but let it in carefully because some people might uh, take advantage of you in their way of loving you. But the more you get to realize what the sense of being deeply loved is like, the less likely are you to be the prey of predators who want to take advantage. So you realize, well, there isn't really that much to be afraid of. And really, it feels good. Like, you know, what Br'er Rabbit said when he was thrown in the briar patch. I was bred and born here. I'm not afraid of this. I'm okay with this briar patch. What briar patch? The one called relationship. Uh, right here, uh, this person right here, next to the uh, pillar. I hope I answered your question. Yeah. I wanted to um, ask you Hi, can you hear me? 
Yes. Good. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit what you just said about the predatory or people you're in relationships, but it's also that that's third circle people you know but you have difficulty with. Mm. And in loving yourself, you know, I've always thought that if you love yourself, you don't keep those people or you minimize the amount of time you spend with them. But then what I struggle with is the balance of, you know, everybody should be loved. Everybody has goodness in them. And how do you seek that? So, I, you know, I go back and forth with stay away. You're mm -hmm. deleterious to me versus I, I want to, in loving myself, also accept them. Yes. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> we uh, have a handout called Our Commitments to the Ideals of Loving Kindness and Integrity. So let's just take a look at number 11. I'm going to just read a couple of these because th this is a response to her question, which is a good one. Uh, so number 11, first page of the handout. I am learning to trust others when the record shows they can be trusted. That's step one. While I nonetheless commit myself to being trustworthy regardless of what others may do. So this is the same concept with the love. Let the love in safely, but show it recklessly. So you're going to be careful about whom you trust, but you're going to be trustworthy to everyone because that's the commitment that you made as a person of integrity and loving kindness. Or another way of saying it is, nothing that anyone can do can stop me from showing integrity and loving kindness. Imagine how strong you are when you say that. Another way of loving yourself. I'm always open to rebuilding trust when it has been broken, if the other is willing. That if has to be there. I remain open to reconcile with others after conflict. One of the most important ways to know you have a relationship that works is it's always open to repair. No matter what happens, we can work through it. We can repair. We don't just fall apart because of disruptions. We have a way of working with them. At the same time, so I remain open to reconcile with others after conflict, but at the same time, I'm learning to release with love and without blame. So that's how you keep loving. So I'm still holding you in my circle of loving kindness, and I'm not blaming you because you showed yourself unwilling to relate to me respectfully. I have to back off, not be with you, but I still hold you with love. I accept the given of sudden unexplained silence or rejection by others and will not use that method myself. So that's how I would answer. Okay, one more question and then I'll go on. Okay, way in the back. Or do you both have the same question? or? Are you this kind of goes back to the first time you said, does anyone have any questions? And I was hiding behind the pillar. All right. Um, 
and it's about the five A's and yeah. the acceptance part. So I like that idea, but the time that I have difficulty with it is when people do things that hurt themselves. So like you love a person and they're doing something to hurt themselves. How do you accept that? Or how do you move through that? You see that the person you love is doing something like, say, misuse of drugs that hurts him, him or her. And you still want to accept him or her as he is. So you're accepting this person in this wounded way. And this would be like an Al-Anon style 12-step program, which is the most helpful way of working with someone who has a drug or alcohol problem, for instance. That you're somehow holding this person in your circle of love, but you're not um, excusing promoting or even going along with the hurtful style that he or she has chosen. So you're making the distinction between accepting you as a person while not being happy with what you're doing in the moment. And I know it's a difficult distinction, especially when it's our children. But um, somehow we have to get that across. And that will feel like love to them. It won't feel like love when I can't accept you this way. It won't feel like love with I'm pushing you to change. It'll feel like love when they notice that you did make that distinction, that I always love you but I'm sad about what you're doing. So here I feel grief. I'm grieving what you're doing while feeling love for you. To accept someone who is doing the unacceptable requires grieving what they're doing while loving them for who they are and can be. Make sense? <clears throat> okay, so when someone is that you love is doing something that hurts him or herself, something unacceptable to you. Bring it to the part of yourself that grieves for the terrible thing that's happening while at the same time holding the person with love. The most wonderful um, archetype of this is the statue by Michelangelo called the Pietà, where you see the mother holding the dead body of the son. And she, she stands for 
how you accept the unacceptable. I feel the grief and I have the love. You just picture that image of Mary and Christ and you, um, you see this right away. She has struck the pose of those who have found a way to accept the unacceptable. How do I accept the unacceptable? I, I sit in full grief, admit, allow, I allow myself to feel the full grief about what's going on, but the love never changes. And the love is non-interfering non-manipulative is just simply present. Okay, so we're going to have an announcement because we're going to get ready for lunch, but after lunch I will continue with this and pick up other questions. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.